0: Now it's time to cut through the clutter and noise with one of the South's most recognized voices. Just saying. This is Just Saying with Jason Scarborough. Jason, what's up, brother? You may not always agree with him, but he's just saying. Now let's get to it with the man, the myth, the legend. Well, most days. Here's Jason Scarborough.
1: Well, off we go with Just Saying for this week's edition. We've been away for a couple of weeks. Sorry about that. But we're back. We're back this time around. Hope you guys are doing well. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Amazon Music, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, could be the TuneIn Radio app, could be on a variety of different... I think we're in Google Podcasts, which I I guess is... Well, you can hear the appearance from my dog in the background. I don't know if I told you guys on the last podcast that I got a dog. I think we were away for a year. I was kind of updating you guys on what was going on uh, in my life personally, professionally. One of those things personally is I got a chocolate lab named Sam who has just been on making an appearance on this podcast. So you might hear him throughout the show as he's walking around here in the studio. <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm doing. So Sam, the Chocolate Lab, 10 months old. Let's just talk about what all comes with owning a dog before we get started. And I'll let you know who's on the show here in a second. But for you folks who have pets, you're really going to connect with this as Sam continues to jump around in the background. Hey, take that in there, buddy. Thanks. So I had no idea that taking a pet to the vet was practically like a mortgage loan basically, or donating part of your body. That didn't sound right. Donating a kidney, pancreas, I don't know. It it just seems like no one prepares you for how much it's going to cost when you take your dog or your cat or whatever animal to the vet. So Monday morning, we get up, and Sam's hobbling around. Now, he's an 85-pound, I I guess he's around 85 pounds. He's only 10 months. Uh, He will be a year old on November 13th. So he's a big dog. Chocolate Labs typically are big dogs. So he's hobbling around. is holding up his right paw, just not, not doing well at all, just walking around. Of course, you can hear him. He's doing fine now. He's chewing on a bone in the background. He's hobbling around, holding up his front paw. I, I didn't know what to do. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking the worst because that's, that's just how my mind works when it comes to these situations. It's terrible to be that way, but that's just how my mind works. So decided to take him in to the vet. And they said, hey, we're going to have to do x-rays. We're going to have to uh, probably sedate him in order to do the x-rays. what not crazy about that. And uh, we'll check it out. You know, it's going to take some time. You can, uh, you know, run an errand, whatever you need to do, about 45 minutes. Okay, no problem. So thankfully, the vet is right here by my house, which is also where my mini studio is, where I'm recording now. So they said, go go run an errand, 30 to 45 minutes, no problem. So I run, come to the house, get a sandwich, check a couple emails, come back. And they said, hey, he's, he's still kind of out of it from the uh, sedation, and doctor will be in in a minute, or the vet, <laughs> to talk to you. So while we're waiting for Sam to kind of come to and, and you know, kind of wake up from the sedation and the doctor to come in to see me, or the vet, I said, we can go ahead and check you out. I said, Okay. The bill, let me put it like this. Why it was five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars over five hundred dollars to be specific. And talking to people who own dogs after that this week, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's totally normal. I'm like, why is this normal and why did no one tell me that this was coming? Five hundred dollars. They sent them home with some medicine to help with inflammation and pain, which The next day after I took him to the vet, of course, he was fine. Ready to play fetch, ready to run around, which the vet recommended, you know, no strenuous activity like fetch, which he likes to do about 30 times a day. None of that for a couple of weeks. Well, that's going to be impossible with this dog. And if you've got dogs, you know, if they've got something that they love to do, keeping them from doing that for two weeks is, is virtually impossible, well, you got to do it, Jason. It's just like ha- having a child. It's, it's what one person told me. It's just like having a child. You got to do what you got to do and what's best for them in the long run. I-, I get that. But man, this dog loves to fetch. He keeps bringing the ball to me that he likes to play fetch with, and he'll just place it down on the uh, patio ottoman that we've got on the back patio there and just stare at me. Or he'll bring it in the house come up to me, I can be sitting in the recliner, be sitting at the work desk in here, in the uh, office, and he's going to put that ball in my lap and just sit down and stare at me like, hey, I, I want to throw this thing. And it's so hard to tell him no, because he-, he needs to not do that for a few days. So I said, well, we'll get a few more days, a couple more days, maybe through the weekend. And then if he's not, uh, he hasn't been lipping, he's fine. So basically I think I spent $500 just to rule out that it wasn't anything serious, but that's what we do for our pets, right? Gracious alive. Why didn't any of you guys tell me this though? My gosh. I looked at the girl and I said, are you, are you serious? And she's, she was kind of surprised by the bill. I think too. And she was like, yeah, serious. And I'm like, eh, come on, really? I appreciate a good prank. I appreciate a good prank on me, believe it or not. And I appreciate giving a good prank. So I'm, I'm looking for Ashton Kutcher to, you know, renew the show Punk. I'm l- waiting for him to, like, drop out of the the ceiling or come up from behind the desk Gotcha or something like that. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. $500. So, yeah, some things that I wanted to do around the house. I'm eh, going to have to move some stuff around apparently now. So But that's what we do for our pets. We're going to ask Coach Howell. He's He's coming on in a little bit. Coach Max Howell is going to join us on the KDMC guest line. He's got a, a pet cat. I'm going to ask him about his pet cat. What's his pet cat's name? I always have trouble with it. Grady. Grady. I won't remember it but when we interview. I won't. I can go ahead and tell you. I always screw that name up, but we love our pets, don't we? So that, that's been my week. I don't know what your week has been like. But if you're like most people, you enjoy college football, and let me just tell you right now, in Mississippi, the weather is phenomenal. You know, we've got our first cool snap, uh, as we like to call it, cool snap. Why do we call it a snap? I don't know. But our first cold weather or cooler weather, uh, significant cooler weather is probably a better way to put it, that has come in this week, and it has just been absolutely spectacular. Sunny, breezy. Sounds like a commercial. Sunny, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Anyway, why do I even know that? Sunny, breezy, just phenomenal weather. And so you're thinking about college football if you're like me. You know, we are sports heavy this time of year just because, I mean, that's that's my background. If you've, you know, looked up on our website and followed me for any period of time, that's that's just our background. So we're getting ready for college football. Big weekend. Gosh, just so much going on in college football. And and this will be a college football heavy show. We have to pay heed to that. So maybe going to put on a brisket. Gosh, Saturday morning, I mean, you could start at 11 o'clock with Ole Miss, Kentucky. Top 15 matchup, beautiful weather, thinking about putting a brisket on. I mean, literally, you you could start at 11 o'clock Saturday in the morning and go to 11 p.m. at night. I mean, you can feel your day, your entire 12 hours with with college football. It's beautiful. So, going to be beautiful weather. Hope you guys are planning something fun this weekend, and hope you will will enjoy your weekend as my dog is barking in the background. Again, Sam makes an appearance on the podcast. Real quick, want to extend our prayers and thoughts to those in Florida that are experiencing the hurricane moving on to shore and moving through. Just want to express our Prayers and thoughts to those folks having been through hurricanes and tornadoes here in Mississippi we I I certainly can connect with what those people are going through and it is not fun it is not fun at all it's scary it's terrifying and so definitely praying for those in the path of the storm uh, in Florida and as the storm moves on uh, to shore and uh, continues to move um, inland so our prayers and thoughts are with those in Florida and throughout the southeast and the rest of the country, that will have to encounter the storm as it continues to make its path uh, inland. So, just wanted to get that out there. We're we're having great weather here in Mississippi, but certainly, you know, our thoughts are with those in Florida. So, and, and those that are going to again be in the path of the storm. You know, these things always move inland, and you got to be ready for it. So. Let's set up the show for you. Uh, Let's see, Max Howell. We told you Coach Howell is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. And he's going to break down this weekend's matchups in the SEC in college football. So he'll be hanging out with us. Also, we're going to talk to Brad Logan with 247 Sports. He will be at the Ole Miss-Kentucky game this Saturday. He'll break down what has to happen for Ole Miss to win. Okay, And there's a lot that has to happen for Ole Miss to win. Kentucky, a very good football team, should be one of the better matchups of the day. Brad will break that down for us here in just a little bit. Blake Levine, sports director for WJTV News Channel 12 here in Jackson, Mississippi. We are based here in the Magnolia State. Blake will join us and talk about what his view is on where the two programs that reside in the SEC, that reside here in Mississippi, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Where are those programs headed? And are they headed there with the head coach that's currently occupying that office? So, Blake's got some opinions on that. He'll break down uh, his viewpoint on where the programs are going and what the expectations should be as they move forward throughout this season. Blake will break that down for us. And our good friend, John Ross Myers, he's going to join us. We uh, have a big announcement. John Ross is with the Mississippi Sports Network and uh, the Myers Group, and so we'll talk to him about some of the things that they're doing covering sports. Uh, Whether it's high school or college, John and his crew, they do a really good job, and he's going to join us, and we've got a major announcement to make. We're really excited about this announcement, and John's going to join us later on in the show to talk about that. So, big show lined up for you. I hope you'll stay tuned with us. Again, any tips on taking your dog to the vet, send them my way. Apparently, I need to hear them, so... Coach will coming up next, thanks for hanging out with us You know, Just Saying. We take a break, come back with more on The Spirit Media Network.
2: Our community deserves a health care system that is committed to your care and prepared to serve you in every phase of your life. At King's Daughters Medical Center, we're ready to care for every patient who needs us, when they need us. We work around the clock to ensure that when that time comes, you get safe and reliable medical care. Because our focus is on you. And we are ready to give you personal, exceptional care. King's Daughters Medical Center, caring for our community like no one else can.
0: Have a topic you'd like discussed on Just Saying? Shoot Jason an email. It's really that simple. Jason at com. You never know when your topic or even you may make an appearance on the show. Now, let's roll on here on Just Sayin'.
1: And we welcome in our first guest here on Just Sayin'. We told you we had a loaded show today. And who else are we going to start the show with here on the KDMC guest line? I mean, it's such a big weekend. I mean, you could say it's a big weekend at college football, but it's really... Is a Separation Saturday for the SEC? It's at least one of those weekends coming up this weekend. Talking college football, we got to bring in our good friend. We just call him Coach. He's Coach Max Howell joining us on the KDMC Guest night. Coach, it has been quite a while since we've been able to do one of these. Always good to catch up with you.
3: Thank you, Jason, so much. It is. uh what's the season's now what we're in the fifth week. Uh, I think there'll be some separation coming up this weekend. Really some pretty good ball games. The first two or three weeks, as we all know, at the South Eastern Conference, usually uh, warm-up games that uh, you know coaches are looking for the starting lineup and get, get the quarterback a little experience and all, but. Here we are sitting here in the fifth week, and I know Ole Miss has got, uh, you know, they, they're facing – uh, a very good team in Kentucky, and of course we got other, other situations that's developed around the state, such a, as LSU going to Auburn. So uh, I'll be anxious to talk about that.
1: Yeah, I wanted to dig into the schedule, obviously, but before we did, has anything stood out this year that maybe surprises you here as we go into Week Five? Anything surprised you in college football? I mean, or specifically to the SEC, has anything stood out and made you go, "Wow, I didn't see that coming"?
3: Yeah, two things were: George to me, Georgia's better than World League year hmm. when it won the national championship i think the offense is much more polished uh of course they got a six-year quarterback plan but they, they've they got the rest of the pieces that go with that they but coach books done a really good job with that offense and uh i think uh, i think it's going to pay dividends for them. And the other big, big surprise and, and it's probably just me in this but uh having coached at two different levels uh just part of the country at the college level uh watching what uh Napier did uh, in Louisiana, as opposed to what he was expected to do at Florida. You know, to jump out there and beat Utah in that opening ball game, Utah was in the top ten, but, you know, those really, You dig into it, really should have been a surprise, and the fact is that they worked all spring, all two-a-days for that one game. They come back the next week, and, you know, they didn't look too good against, basically against uh, South Florida, but they were polishing for Tennessee. But I thought they played well. I thought he did a really good job with Richardson, the quarterback, and he got the most out of him. I think that that really surprised. I thought Tennessee would probably by two or three touchdowns at least, uh, but that didn't happen. So that's all. The the, the Gators need to be strong uh, to give Georgia a little competition over there.
1: Yeah, the Gators take a break this weekend, some non-conference football. Let's look at the, the slate. I want to look specifically at the SEC games. So five of the seven games this weekend that involve SEC teams are – SEC matchups. First you start off with number 7 Kentucky going to number 14 Ole Miss Uh, depending on what poll you look at that some polls have Ole Miss at 11 and uh, Kentucky at 8. Then you've got Alabama going to Arkansas that's the 230 kick on CBS. Mississippi State will host number 17 Texas A&M a 3 o'clock kick. That's always an interesting matchup then you've got LSU Auburn. I know this is a game that you wanted to dive into a a little bit and then Georgia at Missouri, out of those matchups, there, there's some pretty good matchups there. Which one stands out to you the most? I think the, the
3: best matchup's going to be all this in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could just about pick the rest of them apart pretty well. Uh, I think Coach Kip has done a good job, you know, bringing his quarterback along. I think that was a big uh, if uh, with him, uh, particularly in that style of offense. They've I think he's they've done a good job bringing that together. Uh, we know what Kentucky's going to be, but Kentucky's been uh, been playing, you know, with one hand behind their back. They had had Rodriguez, so probably the best running back in the Southeastern Conference. This will be his first game back on the road. Uh, we talked a little bit about that this morning, Jason. The fact is, is I look forward to get, you know, try to get 20, 25 snaps, but you can't get game condition unless you're in a ball game. Practice won't get that for you. So I think if he can get 10 or 12 quality snaps, I think he'll be effective. Once you get past that. You get him in the fourth quarter; he, he still turned the wheel. Ole Miss's defense is better than it has been. I think he; I think his legs; his legs will, will give out on him. Uh, and I, I liked; I think the line opened up at six. And I told you; I thought it'd probably drop to three. It'll be a, a close ball game. I like Ole Miss at home. Uh, Maybe by a
1: field goal. Tight game. It was last time these two teams got together and missed extra point. What's the difference? That was Lane Kiffin's first SEC win. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what this game has in store for us this weekend. Alabama-Arkansas, that one could be sneaky good. I I think a lot of people kind of dropped off the Arkansas bandwagon after last week, but this is still a very physical team. Going to Arkansas is a tough place to play, but – Hey, the guy in Tuscaloosa, the head coach over there, he's used to big games, right? So, how do you see well, this one turning out?
3: Well, look, you rather had to play like Arkansas did, as hard as they did, and did still lose uh, <laughs> against a, a strong or play like Alabama did, and score the fifty-fifth point with less than forty seconds to go. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I believe Alabama will be almost completely rested. Where well, I don't know about Arkansas. Arkansas had to fight like crazy, you know, to see in the ball game, but they did. They had to them. I-, I like how the line at that one, I think, opened up the 17 this morning. So, uh, Alabama wins that probably enough. I think they probably cover as well. Alabama still it's not probably hitting on all cylinders yet. That wide receiver core has still got a lot of work to do to catch up. Uh, but I think uh, I think they're working on that. How much they utilize that this this week, I don't know that they – Stick to a pretty solid ready game with a short passing game. I don't know. We'll see. Arkansas will have two of their defensive backs back, which they've been without for the last two or three weeks. So I think you know it's shaping up to be a pretty good football game. And uh, it, it, no doubt will be very physical. But uh, you got to. I think you almost have to go with Alabama to get wins.
1: I want to go back to the Arkansas A and M game for a second because we we were talking about that this morning. Have you ever seen some of the things that happened? In that Arkansas A&M game, like, K.J. Jefferson tries to turn into to Superman from the five-yard line. That play turns out the way that it did. The doink off the top of the goal post to, to end the game, basically. I mean, that was bananas, but it seems like that's what happens when A&M and Jimbo Fisher take the field, right?
3: Yeah, the, the only other difference I, I think they probably do is maybe do, uh, move that game to the last Saturday in October. <laughs> Halloween may have something to do with that. I don't know. Now, I'm not a – I'm, you know, I'm not from New Orleans, and Voodoo doesn't matter much to me. But you are right. Something, something unusual usually happens in that, in that game, and it did on Saturday. To say the
1: least. He's Coach Max Howell, good friend of the program, good friend of the Spirit Media Network, joining us on the KDMC Guest Line. We are driven by Dot. Download the Dot game day app today to get you to your game day destination. A lot of people are hopefully going to be using that app this weekend, traveling up to Oxford and Starkville and down to Baton Rouge. I'm going to come back to that game. I'm going to skip ahead because we got a lot to unpack with LSU and Auburn. But Georgia and Missouri – there's not much to talk about there, right? I mean, Missouri basically, I mean, gave that game to Auburn last weekend. I think that was much to the chagrin of some of the uh, some of the brass at Auburn. But Missouri, they they have no chance against Georgia, right?
3: You know, it's hard to say you never have a chance because you do play. But you're right. I mean, I, we watch the ball game very we closely, and I did, but against Auburn, and Auburn's not a bear. Very- Football team, particularly up front, will be up his front. By the way, uh, Auburn first team center is out now. That's the, that's the second first team center that had lost for the season. Uh, he dislocated his elbow and be operated on in the morning, so he's out. So Auburn, that's another story. But bottom line is, is Missouri they just they've got a long way to go. Uh, they're going going to Athens to play Georgia right now in the midst of another championship run. Uh, I'll be interested to see. Now they didn't play. Georgia did not play very well against Kent State last week. I don't know what, you know, they have watched the tapes and all. We've talked about this before. Probably the toughest challenge some of these guys have, particularly when you're running for championship, particularly when we talk about Georgia and Alabama as of recent, uh, getting those kids to play at a high level every week, that's, that's your challenge. Of course, you don't, I don't think you want to play them at a high level every week. You've got to get them, but you got to know when to get them up uh, and when not. Uh, see, I think the one game we've already talked about, the Arkansas. Uh, you know, who's going to have a challenge getting his kids other than to play in Alabama? And they are playing at home. But physically, those kids are still worn out. Uh, Alabama played Vanderbilt. And, you know, they didn't even have to take a nap uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, they are ready to go to practice. And, and those little things like that will make a difference in your game preparation. Now, you know, when the whistle blows on Saturday afternoon and all of get on the field, you know, you forget about pep talks and all that stuff. You better be prepared to play. That's what happens between Ruby and Thursday every week.
1: All right, so the LSU-Auburn game. That's something you and I were talking about earlier this morning. LSU, they've shown some improvement. That was a good bounce-back game against Mississippi State, a non-conference win last week. Auburn, we all know the story. It's almost like they're, Auburn is waiting, the brass at Auburn, they're waiting for an excuse to get rid yeah. of Harz. And that that's at least the feeling around the, the region right now. Is they're just waiting for the opportunity. They could get their opportunity Saturday night, right? Because yeah. LSU should be in the Catbird seat in terms of being favored in this game, and I expect LSU to win. Uh, am I wrong on that?
3: No, I, I think you are. I think uh, I think Brian Kelly will have them play up, you know, at a higher level than they they played before. Uh, I think they'll get better. My point is, and the talent level is so much different. Jason, when it gets right down to it, you go back and look at the the defensive front for LSU versus the offensive front of for Auburn. Uh, they rather in the in shotgun rather than line that quarterback up at six yards. it better put him in ten because it, it, it make those guys have to run further to get to it <laughs> Because they're gonna be they're gonna be in the backfield much as the quarterback is, in my opinion. Right now, uh, they just you know it's just uh, I read a great statement the other day. A friend of mine that wrote an article said. He kept it all. He said, it looked like Brian, you know, Harrison was cultured for a buyout. And that's what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that thing could get pretty pretty gnarly Saturday night on the Plains. I mean, that that could be a scene oh, yeah. that, that you write a movie. I mean, a movie script couldn't write it better than that in terms of how gnarly it could get. So I want to go back to the, the coaches here in Mississippi because you and I have had a lot of discussions about the respective SEC schools here in Mississippi and their head coaches, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Mike Leach at Mississippi State. I want to start with Lane. You know, there are a lot of people every time that there's a – a coaching job that's open lane's name comes up but he was pretty clear about it before the season uh that opening week press conference he said look i needed old miss and oxford more than old miss and oxford needed me that's a pretty really? strong statement for him to make he, he seems to be comfortable in oxford seems to have made a home there and seems like he, he's not content until he builds a winner there in oxford before he leaves, is that crazy to think that?
3: No, I think you're right. I, I and I think what he's done, he's, he's elevated himself now because you know because of his personal life, and because of his coaching ability on the field, and because of win losses, he's elevated in his salary. Obviously, he's been, he's been rewarded with that. Uh, he's, he's elevated himself, in, you know, if he leaves Ole Miss, it's going to be have to be for $89 dollars a year. Uh, because they've already got him up to seven and a half, and, which I think's worth it. Uh, he's doing what has to be done uh, at a school like Ole Miss, and, which he got 10 wins last year. Uh, you know, if, if that thing can settle down and keeps improving, I think he's got a great chance to get at least eight or nine this year. Maybe more. I don't know. But the fact is, think, look, when you bring in as many kids as he brought in through the portal, 28, I believe, uh, I read, and you're still able to bring that together as a football team, now, even in the 42-0 win in Tech, you saw him still coaching in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was still bringing kids together and you know getting them ready to play. And, and I think that's that's the mark of a good football coach. And I think I think this past week, I think in all essence, for for whatever people were to think about the Tulsa team, uh, adequate competition, but they they had their eyes looking to this Kentucky game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I look for that to be a really really good football game. It, I think it's all because of the leadership that Lane-Kibbett's put you know put in place there.
1: Now, in Starvel, when you look at Mike Leach, it, it, it seems like, depending on who you ask within the fan base in Starvel, as my dog Sam makes an appearance on the podcast, you look at that situation in Starvel. it appears that, I don't know, it just depends on who you talk to. For every two state fans you talk to, one fan seems to be happy with everything, and then you talk to the next fan, and he's ready for them to get rid of Leach and everyone. So, the year three is always the year under Coach Mike Leach where things come together. But like we talked about before, this is the SEC. This is not the Pac-12 or the Big 12. It's different here. So, I mean, h- how do both sides win, I guess? I know that's a broad question, but how do both sides win in this situation? And does Mike Leach ever make it click there in Starville the way that the fan base wants him to?
3: Well, it, it, the only way he's going to click is to win football games. And his system uh, and we talked a little bit about that earlier. They said his system is different than every other system. His system kinda of is a modified NFL combination with a you know, an all out air raid passing game. You know, they they're gonna throw the spot, uh, they've been very accurate with that. They they're gonna outscore you. Uh, they're adequate on defense, but they're gonna to try to you know, they're gonna to try to get forty plus points. Uh, they know that, you know, Odds are they could win most ball games that way. And all you got to do is look at the stats. I remember very vividly last year. They they lost the ball game. And I think uh, I think they threw forty four, forty five times, over four hundred yards, and still lost the game because the the number of completions were like eight and a half yards per you know per catch. Well, if you put that on the tape, eight and a half yards is about where the linebackers are going to be, in a, you know, in a zone defense when the quarterback drops back, uh from uh, where he's throwing the ball to to the wide receiver catch. That's that's what happens. He goes to a spot, that receiver has to be there. Now what's different about that from those fans, they used to you know throwing the ball down the field, that's one thing. But a good a decent running game, a great kicking game, you know, the complete game I, I think is, is what people that are anti Mike Leach wants to see. And what they see is, is like an air raid out there. Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It, the bottom line doesn't say how you get there. Bottom line says we're lost it. He's, You know, he's he's got his fair share up to now in building his problem. I, I still think in this league, if he wins seven ballgames this year, they will have a good year.
1: All right, so before I let you get out of here, Coach Max Howell joining us on the KDMC Guest Line. Where do you stand on the expansion of the college football playoff? Everyone has an opinion. What's yours?
3: Well, you know, I think what that is what's happening the the twelve game play uh, twelve team playoff is going to be a result of the twenty to twenty four league conferences. Uh, if that makes sense, it, it makes sense by the fact each conference needs to get more than one or two teams in, and I think that's what's going to happen. Well, it, it, Jay, it's all about the money. It's all about the dividend split up uh, in a in, in championship playoff. Uh, you know, this past year. The SEC split up $54 million. Now, by the way, that's 15 uh, slots at, 40, uh, at $54 million uh, because the gets, office gets the same share as either of the teams do. They've already projected when Oklahoma uh, and Texas come to the league, that number's going to jump. we are just used to 54, from 54 to 65 to 90 over the next three years. First school. So, you know, you can't argue with that, mainly because more schools get a, a, a pro out of share. Uh, of, of the of the big block, uh first and foremost, and second is those schools are able then to use that money to support the other programs at the university at the college level.
1: So, what are you cooking Saturday? That's that. I, I lied. <laughs> that, that's not my last question. That that's my last question. What are you cooking Saturday? Because look, look, let me explain to our listeners. You watch football by yourself. Like you do not want anyone bothering you. You're not one of these people no, really? that. I'm gonna get ten or fifteen people together. We're gonna to have a college football watch party. Nope, you watch all the games, and when I say all the games, I mean all the SEC games by yourself. So, what are you cooking for? What's your What's your pet cat's name now?
3: Grady. is my pet cat.
1: Okay, so you and Grady. Okay, so you've got you got a cat now, Grady. And so, what are you and Grady? What are y'all eating on come come Saturday?
3: Listen, Grady is a high-end bread. <laughs> feral cat i got him out of the woods by the way that's been my biggest challenge <laughs> to try to domesticate a feral And if you don't believe it i have to wear a long sleeve shirt for am out because it cuts <laughs> me up so bad people think i'm a, in a bar patch but we're having fun with it and, and you know i treat him just like he's you know what he's supposed to be i'll cook him a steak uh you know and i'll, I'll probably i'll probably do the grill situation i'll pan fry it point. It just it, he likes it medium rare. So I'll pin <laughs> probably you know inch it a the quarter and just flip it a couple of times. But th- th- what he really likes is that, that buttery, creamy sauce on top of it. Uh he'll lick that thing he'll, I'll mm. let the fryer dry to, uh, uh, too often he'll 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 lick the fryer clean from after that. Yeah, that's, that's that's what we'll do. I'll and I'll have me a, a small make like a steak sandwich out of it probably just have some chips or potato or mashed potato with it, one or the other. And, uh, but we'll have a, a nice dessert now. Most cats don't like. I like chocolate ice cream because chocolate's not very good for for animals. There you go. I so I I'll, 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 I'll buy him a half a gallon of vanilla, and uh, and I'll put it. <laughs> I just put ten in a bowl, and while I'm watching the game, he'll be over. there, You know, sitting. He's got a little a little, a little stool right next to him, next to my chair, <laughs> and he's up on that. He's up on that stool. I put the bowl on the on the top step, and he'll sleep on the second, and he'll reach up there and lick. At least the bowl, please. It's
1: not <laughs> while I watch the ball game. <laughs> oh, I know it's good. It's going to be a fun Saturday. That's what I was telling uh, my neighbor the other night. I was like, "Man, you could, I mean, literally start at eleven a.m. with old Miss, Kentucky, and go all the way." to 10 or 11 at night with the games that are on. Some great matchups Saturday. Look forward to catching up with you uh, later on in the year. And always appreciate your time, Coach. Look forward to doing it again.
3: Jason, anytime. Just give me a call. Love being with you.
1: He's Coach Max Howell. We just call him Coach. Always appreciate his insight here on Just Saying. As we'll take a break. Come back with so much more right here on the Spirit Media Network.
4: Hey sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Just Saying is presented by King's Daughters Medical Center, providing quality care in a Christian environment. Visit kdmc.org to learn more about the KDMC touch in caring for you and your family. Now, here's Jason.
1: All right, we continue on here on Just Saying. Thanks for joining us, wherever you're listening, whether it's Amazon Music. Really happy about being in the podcast section there with Amazon Music itunes google play spotify just a number of places so we appreciate you listening wherever you've got us downloaded wherever you're listening to us we appreciate it it's been a while since we've been able to chit chat saw him this summer see him here and there uh, around the sec and uh, of course all this summer but brad logan joins us on the kdmc guest line 247 sports and it's been kind of a, a fun Time for Ole Miss fans here in the last, I guess you could say, six to eight months. I mean, it's it's been a fun ride, football season, off to a good start. Yeah, Everything's coming up roses right now for Ole Miss.
5: I think a lot of people, Jason, uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. Good to hear from you. Uh, I think everybody's still a little punch drunk off the college baseball national championship. You know, the very first one in a, in a major three sport. Uh, and, you know, it's just a situation where Ole Miss is, is – you know, kind of was left or dead, not to rehash the baseball season, but the things were not looking well, and then all of a sudden they turn around and get hot and win it all. So uh, football season is kind of a question mark, I think, mean, right now. They haven't really played anybody, but, yeah, everybody's excited about baseball. You know, baseball is kind of getting started, and uh, football season is undefeated, but it's kind of a kind of an unsettling undefeated, if I, if I can say.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because everyone, they're they're excited about football being – undefeated, like you said, but it's this this cautious optimism as long as you 've got Lane Kiffin on the sideline wearing those headsets you' you've got a chance you've got a finding chance in every game, but there's still just a lot of cautious optimism, particularly with Kentucky rolling in
5: yeah, I think the cautious is coming from the fact that Ole Miss hasn't played anybody uh, and you know I think we realized just how bad Georgia Tech was you know Omis won that game handily, but you know, the coach fired and you know you go all over the stats about how terrible the coach was. Jeff Collins was, but you look back over, you know, thinking that maybe Troy may be the best team or, or Tulsa that Ole Miss to stay, and, you know, we'll see how good Tulsa is. You know, Troy took App State to the wire, and but at the end of the day, that's a Sunbelt team, you know, and Tulsa's an American Conference team. Those are two teams that Ole Miss should, and they did win, but, you know, last week, Jason, we could go over just how poorly offensively, you know, Ole Miss played, and I mean, I could make excuses about how this team's kind of tired of playing nobody, and, you know, there was really nobody in the stands. And it's kind of a deal to where it was time for Ole Miss to play somebody. And I don't think he could have waited another week to play uh, nobody. But the good news is, is, Ole Miss had this preseason schedule. And I call it a preseason schedule because it's really you know unfair to call it a regular schedule because their first, I guess, what, four or five games were, were, were against nobody. But the good news for Ole Miss is it gave an opportunity to kind of solidify that quarterback spot uh, with Jackson Dart at quarterback. And now Luke Altmaier is notably the backup quarterback. It also gave an opportunity for all these transfers like a Zach Evans. Uh, if you look at wide receivers, Jalen Robinson, uh, Troy Brown on that defensive side of the ball, and Aishim Young, all those transfers a chance to gel. And so if they were to do that for the first couple of games, you would hope things to kind of come together uh, in, the, in the 25% of the season, so to speak. As it's a big one Saturday against Kentucky. Kentucky's a good team, Mark Stoops. Probably learned a lot from watching that Troy defense about how to force Ole Miss to throw the ball down the field. I think Ole Miss is going to come in as one of the top rushing attacks in the country, and they're going to try to establish a run. I guarantee Mark Stoops is going to try to stop that. We haven't seen Jackson Dart be incredibly – well, he just hasn't been very good throwing the football so far. We've seen it in spurts, but we haven't seen a complete game of Jackson Dart throwing the football. I think Kentucky's going to make Ole Miss throw the football on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was about to talk about the, the rushing attack that Ole Miss has had this year. So it's been a little bit of a of a change because we've been so accustomed to Ole Miss being so balanced on offense. But, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that they have such a, a lethal rushing attack because they, they've been tops or near the top of the SEC the last couple of years under Lane Kiffin. But being number four nationally in rushing offense, I mean, what have you seen from – I don't want to just say the running backs, but the offensive line, the the wide receivers are blocking well. It's a concerted effort that allows Judkins and Evans and Bentley and all of these backs to have these big days that they've had so far. What have you been most impressed with with, with this Ole Miss rushing attack?
5: Yeah, and I've been on a number of shows, and i said 90% of the offense in regards to rushing is no longer there. I think I'm going to say more close to the long lines of 100% of the offense is no longer there because – you know, you have to account for Matt Corral did a lot of rushing, too, and he's gone. Your top three running backs are gone. The only running back that came back was Kentrell Bullock. So, you know, leaving the Superdome, I think I've, I've probably told you this. I've told everybody that would listen. I was asking myself, and, and I was actually leaving with Brett Northward the Ole Miss Radio Network, and I said, who's going to run the ball next year because it's not Kentrell Bullock, and who's going to play quarterback? Is it going to be Luke Kottmeyer? So, a lot of unanswered questions, and then now I think we've learned that No one other than maybe Lane Kiffin realized just how good Quinchon Juskins was going to be. Um, You know, the talented freshman out of the state of Alabama somehow got out of the grips of Auburn and Alabama and is a preeminent running back in the South Eastern Conference. then all of a sudden you start throwing in Zach Evans and Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, those two transfers. And, of course, Zach Evans, a former four-star, I'm sorry, five-star running back out of uh, TCU. So – at this point, you know, where's everything at? Well, if you fast forward a little bit, you look at where Ole Miss is right now, Zach Evans is dealing with a bit of a hip corner. He may not play. Ulysses Bentley's definitely not going to play because of because of a hand injury. So then you're looking at is there an opportunity where it's just the Judkins show on, on on Saturday along with maybe a Bullock, maybe a Woolyard, uh, the, the guy that's kind of been there for a while, the seasoned veteran. I've been told that Zach Evans is probably going to play. And a lot of people have been giving the offensive line a hard time. I think a lot of that is because of the hurries that Jackson Dart has been under. I don't think people are talking about the rushing of the offensive line in regards to the blocking because, hey, the offensive line's done a great job blocking uh, for all the running plays. it has been a problem. that has been Jackson Dart being flushed in the pocket. They've really struggled uh, pass blocking, and they've really struggled snapping the football back. In fact, one of the snaps got Luke Allmeyer hurt. That's what sidelined him last week. Against, uh, against Tulsa for not being able to play at all. But I think just from the rushing attack, it was Lane Kiffin going to the portal, Lane Kiffin recruiting high school players that he's done so well with Kenturell Bullard. But I think more than anything, the offensive line's gotten in, not getting near the credit it's gotten for opening the holes that they have. Now, there are a couple of videos that I tweeted out you know, you or I could have ran through those holes. I mean, they were huge holes. And so I just think that's something that Ole Miss fans are not talking enough about that off the front running uh, rushing the football.
1: He's Brad Logan, 247 Sports, also a contributor to the Believe podcast, the Ole Miss Believe podcast. Defensively, I think Ole Miss deserves some credit as well. As You know, you look at that Tulsa game, there's going to be a lot of people that say, well, you gave up 27 points to Tulsa or whatever it was. True, but Tulsa was the top-passing offense coming into last weekend. I think they kind of threw Ole Miss for a loop when they started running the football more than Ole Miss was probably ready for. I think this defense deserves some credit, too, and they're going to have to have some big moments Saturday if they're going to pull off the win against Kentucky. What are the keys to victory for this Ole Miss defense Saturday against Kentucky?
5: Well, they need J.J. to play. He's been in a walking boot, and so he's kind of questionable the talented transfer out of Auburn, and they need him to play when they think it a front. Secondly, if you look at where Ole Miss is really strong, it's in the defensive backfield. A.J. Finley, a senior on this team, has done a great job leading that backfield. Davison Enigmanosin, a talented freshman out of New Jersey, has played really well. Uh, Otis Reese, obviously, a transfer out of Georgia. Aishin Young, I could go on and on. And, and the shocker about all this is, as Lane Kiffin said before the season started, he was really worried about the linebacker play. Well, linebacker's actually been a pretty strong suit. When you look at Troy Brown, has come in and played really well. Kari Coleman, someone that's been injured, that we'll have to see how that works out on, on Saturday. Coleman uh, dealing with a leg injury. I think Ole miss fans are hoping that he plays. And last I checked, he was questionable. So if you've got a Troy Brown that's disqualified for the first half because of a targeting call, pending an SEC review, he's going to miss the first half of Kentucky. So, If Coleman doesn't play linebacker, then who's going to go at linebacker? Then you start talking about uh, maybe walking some different DBs up or you're going with Keys, you're going with uh, Ashante Sistrunk just to try to get to the second half. But the defensive line needs Pagese to play. I mean, Cedric Johnson has been really good, but we haven't seen him in uh, an exclusive role. We haven't seen him make those plays that we've seen him make in the past. Now, he played – he had a good game against Georgia Tech, but I think you have to look at the opponent there. He blocked the punt, had a couple of hurries, had a couple of sacks, I think. But uh, Cedric Johnson needs to take a leadership role on that defensive front. But linebacker is definitely an area of concern, specifically in the first half on Saturday against Kentucky.
1: I'll ask you, since I've got you on, and I, I don't want to come in sideways on this, but there's been a lot of conversation about the fans. Are they staying? Are they not staying? You know, wh- Where do you stand on this? You know, Lane has been very vocal about the fan base, wanting them to stay. Then you've had a lot of fans come out and say, well, if you didn't put the students in the sun, this and that and the other. There's been a lot of back and forth and a lot to be made about just the fan situation at Ole Miss. I mean, what do you make of it? Who's right? Who's wrong? Are you indifferent to it? I mean, where where do you stand on it?
5: Well, there's no doubt, Jason. In the second half, we watched the, not just the student section, the entire stadium empty out. You know, there was only probably what, 50% capacity uh, in that stadium, maybe less in the second half. Uh, there's no doubt it was a problem. And it doesn't help, and this goes back on the Ole Miss administration, um, you know, you love getting wins as an Ole Miss fan, but, you know, you, you want to be able to play teams with a pulse. And Ole Miss fans knew they were coming to the stadium this week against Kentucky, so they took they took Tulsa off. That's just what happened. And uh, it was a very poor crowd. It was blazing hot. And uh, it's a combination of a lot of things, Jason. It's a combination of ESPN money forcing you to play at certain times during the day. We're all, back in the day, you know, we talk about that. If it was a big conference game or something, if it wasn't a 2, a two o'clock game, there were only two other slots. There was an 11 o'clock JP game, and then there was a 6 o'clock ESPN game. The rest of the time, mm-hmm. you could play when you wanted to. It was up to the university. They could kind of pick when they wanted. So if this Tulsa game had been like a normal non-con game in September, it was going to be a 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock game. And there would have been a nice 45, 50,000 sitting there, not baking in the sun. Uh, that North End Zone is a problem. It is an absolute problem to this administration, and they need to fix it. I, even if you move the students, you got to sell season tickets. You can't put the, if you put the visitors there, okay, how many visitors for the most part? 1,200, 3,000, I, mean, I don't know. So it's absolutely a problem. And it's not just the North End Zone, but it was the entire stadium. And, you know, Lane Kiffin came out and I think a lot of that's just gamesmanship, just trying to get people into the stands, but there's no doubt. I mean, you know, I took a picture at the end of the game. I mean, there were about a hundred, you know, we could argue about, well, this, well, we could talk about how much money it costs to come to the games. We could talk about, you know, how easy it is to sit at home. I think all of that, all of that is kind of put into one and, uh, Ole Miss has to find a solution. And I think Ole Miss has a collective. It includes Link Kiffin, that includes the fans, that includes Keith Carter, that includes ESPN. They've got to fix it and I don't know what the answer is but it is absolutely a problem
1: hopefully it's not going to be a problem Saturday uh, hopefully it's a, it's a packed house should be a phenomenal game
5: no, it's
1: sold out yeah I mean well uh, well, you know how that goes I mean it's sold out but I mean you know how many people are going to hang around in the Grove that, that's that been a problem you know how many folks are hanging on to their tickets but still staying yeah. outside uh, I know that that's been something else that some of the older fan base uh, has been talking about sure you, you know it can show that it's sold out but you actually have to go into the stadium and present your ticket and, and, and get in the seats, you know, get in the stands. So I know that that's been an issue as well. You know, the Grove is phenomenal and a great tailgate spot, obviously the best in America. But I know that that's been a topic of discussion as well. So I'll ask you about on the field. Who, who do you like? You know I had to ask you before I let you go.
5: Yeah, I do. And, and I think, you know, this game, game came out, and I checked just a little bit ago. This thing's been better up to six and a half. I don't see that at all. Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss minus six and a half. It opened it around, I think, four and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely like Kentucky in the points, but I think Ole Miss wins a close one. I'm picking 31 28, but if you told me Kentucky won by, you know, six or seven, I wouldn't be surprised at all. This is a really good Kentucky team. I think yeah. Ole Miss just gets the nod just because it's at home and, and they're getting a couple of points there. So uh, I think Ole Miss is probably not showing all their cards in regards to offense. I think we may see some things offensively we haven't seen all year. Um, Charlie Weiss Jr. and Lane Kiffin probably kept some things under their hat, so I expect old Miss to come out and I expect a very, you know, I, you know, people rip on the crowd and I get all that, but there's nothing better than a packed house at Vaught-Hemingway, and I think it'll be absolutely jam packed at 11 o'clock because weather's supposed to be great, you know, low 80s, high 70s. Can't beat those temperatures. All sunny. And I expect a great crowd. And I expect a good game.
1: Hey, tell folks where they can find you on all your different platforms if they want to keep up with everything Ole Miss.
5: Yeah, right now, uh, the Believe in Ole Miss podcast is something that we do. Uh, we're excited about the growth there. That, that uh, The Believe in Ole Miss is the, is the Twitter handle there. Everything is under the Twitter brand, uh, banner of Brad C O T E. That's where we distribute all of our content. Of course, that's part of Inside the Rebels, as you talked about, a, a, a division of uh, 24-7 sports. At thereps247.com and excited about what we do with WJTV and WREG, both CBS affiliates out of Memphis and Jackson. Our pregame shows are continuing to grow. And uh, really appreciate the opportunity to join you
1: today. Yeah, always good to talk to you. Keep up the good work, my friend. And I uh, hope to see you on the sidelines somewhere soon. He's Brad Logan, friend of the program, friend of the Spirit Media Network. Does a great job covering all things Ole Miss. Big game this weekend. Rebels and Cats getting it on in Oxford. Appreciate Brad and his time. We'll take a break. Come back with so much more right here on the Spirit Media Network.
2: When you need us, King's Daughters Medical Center is here, right by your side. When you're sick, hurt, or just not certain of what to do, we face those challenges with you, together. Brighter days are here for you and your family. KDMC, caring for our community like no one else can.
0: Just Sayin' is driven by the Mississippi Department of Transportation, reminding you that every day is game day. Download the MDOT smartphone app today and check out the Mississippi roads before heading out to your favorite destination. MDOT, a proud supporter of the Spirit Media Network. Now let's keep Jason in between the ditches with another segment right here. On just saying,
1: and we roll on here on just saying on the Spirit Media Network. Glad that you're listening wherever you're listening, whether it's Amazon Music. Really happy about that. Not that not that I'm on there singing. You you don't want to hear that. Not playing the guitar, but we're in the podcast section of Amazon Music. Of course, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I think we're still on uh, TuneIn Radio. A number of places you can find us. Of course, on our website as well. And so now we welcome into the KDMC guest line our good friend. He is the sports director with WJTV News Channel 12, and Jackson, of course, one of our Audibles affiliates, our first actually uh, TV affiliate for the show. And we welcome in Blake Levine on the KDMC guest line. I think this is—is is this the first time you and I have been able to to do this? I think it is.
6: Yeah, you know, we've had you on the Sports Zone Saturday show, so I've kind of just been waiting for this. <laughs>
1: Oh, you knew it was coming, man. Come on. You knew it was coming. Uh, I, I had yeah. I had to wait on a good weekend. Like well, this is a great weekend for football between high school football and Mississippi. We've got listeners all over the place. So yes, we are in the Magnolia State. If you're just hearing the show for the first time. Of course, Blake is here by way. How in the world? You and I have talked about this a million times. You you're from LA. And now you're here in the Magnolia State. Crazy. I think Lane Kiffin is following you or vice versa.
6: You know, I, I like to mess around that Lane Kiffin following me, and I know that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was in Los Angeles. He came to USC. I went to Florida. Where in Florida, he went to FAU. I went to Mississippi. He's now at Mississippi. So just three straight stops. So wherever I go next, if I go somewhere next, just know
1: the lanes coming. <laughs> it's crazy how that worked out, and I tell you, the sports on Saturday concept—I so enjoy that. And, and you guys have kind of added a couple of wrinkles to it this season. And you know, to go on location and to to go through all the the checks and the the balances that you got to go through to set up for a live shoot. I really don't think folks understand how much goes into that. And not to mention, you're covering high school football on Friday night. So you maybe get what three four hours sleep and then you're on the road again.
6: That's right. I mean, this yeah, this uh, Friday to Saturday we'll do high school football. I'll probably get home around midnight. I'll probably fall asleep around 1 o'clock, and then we got to get up at 5 a.m. to go do the nine a.m. show. And you know, this the production this year is about three to four times as big as it was last year. And last year we had a great show. Mm-hmm. And you know, we Noah, but our uh, our the you know, resources this year are, have been greatly improved, and we've uh, we've done a fantastic show. If you guys ever want to watch, it's on Saturdays every home, Ole Miss home game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys do a phenomenal job with it. I've been fortunate to, to join you guys a few times on that show, and, and it really is. I always try to think outside the box, and I think that's why you and I have gotten along as well as we have so far, because – I think you're always trying to think outside the box, too. How can we do, okay, this show is different than anything else in the state, but how can we even think more outside the box? So I think I love the way that you guys are always trying to think of a different wrinkle, a different way to do things, and uh, that's certainly the case with sports on Saturday, because it's the only show like it out there. I mean, and you got to take a lot of pride in that.
6: No, absolutely, and I think we've done a great job, and every week it gets better, so uh, I've been proud of everyone's effort. You know, I, I know that, you know, you're talking to me and I'm technically the head of this show, uh, but uh, we've gotten a lot of help and there's been a lot of people that have made it really
1: good. He's Blake Levine, sports director with WJTV News Channel 12 in Jackson. And, you know, you've got some opinions on uh, at least one of the coaches or both of the coaches at the SEC schools here in Mississippi. I'm going to start with Mississippi State. You know, there, there were a lot of boo-birds you know, out after the LSU loss, and and that was a game that Mississippi State controlled. They bounced back. Granted, it was against a team that, I mean, they should have bounced back against Bowling Green, but still, to bounce back, year three is always the year for Mike Leach that things are supposed to start clicking, and you see this vast improvement. But this schedule that Mississippi State has, it's going to be really tough to do against that schedule. How how do you measure success for Mississippi State football this year?
6: Well, coming into the year, I felt like eight wins was something that would uh, look good for him. Uh, I'm not sure that that's going to be the case as of right now, but I think seven and six would be a nice season. Mm-hmm. But then again, many fans aren't happy with that, and that's not you know I, the history of Mississippi State is around that mark. But I think that they, like you said, they want. They want more. They want, they want eight. They want nine wins. And when Ole Miss is winning nine, ten games a year, it's even more of a want from them. And, you know, you brought up the LSU game. I don't think that was as bad of a loss as everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU has great talent. Whether, you, whether they think they're a good team or not, they have the talent. Brian Kelly is one of the best coaches in college football. And if we take that Florida State game, and that's what we're going to judge Brian Kelly and LSU on this year, then that's sad and everyone's sadly mistaken. LSU is going to be a good football team by the end of this year, and everyone's going to look back and go, okay, maybe that loss wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was. So really, they're 3-1. and one. I think that's a fair place for them to be. I think that's, that's, a, that's what they should have achieved. They've done it. Now the SEC schedule comes. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. But everyone's got to play a tough schedule to some degree. <laughs> right. it's, not, it's not like they're the only ones that got to go through this. Everyone's playing on equal standing. Guess what Vanderbilt's got to play every week? And they, go, and they don't win a game. You know, everyone's got to play the same schedule. Ole Miss is going to have to play something comparable. It may not be as tough, but it, but it but I mean, man, Kentucky, number seven ranked team. I know I know what we think of Kentucky as a you know a historical program, but they're number seven. That's a tough game. And if they win that, and Mississippi State loses to Texas A and M, people will be more upset with the Mississippi State loss than the Ole Miss win. But the rankings are completely different. Texas A and M is seventeenth ranked team.
1: Not that's a good point. And I, and I know that you've had opinions on Mike Leach and, and his, I guess, compatibility, I guess that's a good way to frame it there in Starville, And so I ask everyone, cause I, I like Mike Leach. He's, he's one of the guys on the roster of guests with audibles, but you know, I, I like Mike Leach. I, I like his personality but is he a good fit for Starville, for Mississippi State? I know it's crazy to ask here in year three, but that's a question that keeps getting tossed around.
6: Yeah, well, I got a really strong opinion on this, and I knew you were going to fade me <laughs> into doing do it. No, I can't hold back. And I can't help myself. To be honest, he's not a good fit anywhere if he's not winning. Uh, the way he you know, acts, which I don't think is a wrong way to act, he's just a little on the goofier side, and he tends to speak his mind. and That's all good, but if you don't win games, those types of coaches don't last very long, and I said that about Will Hall at Southern Miss, who I think is a great guy, and I think Mike Leach is actually a good person too. I'm not. This has nothing to do about them personally, but if you're not going to win games, the exuberance, though, the wildness to these guys is a is a tough sell. So, uh, if Mike Leach goes 0 and 3 against Old Miss and they win six games this year, are people happy with that? Are they? Are they? Willing to give him another year? Because Joe Moorhead got fired for last. And I felt like Joe Moorhead was more Starkill than Mike Leach. And everywhere Mike Leach has ever been, there tends to be some type of issues, uh, whether they're severe or not. Uh, Obviously, at uh, Texas Tech, they were a little more severe. But to me, uh, he's always going to be who he's going to be. He's going to win football games. He's going to have these high ups. And he's going to beat teams that you don't expect. And because they throw the ball 60 times in a game, 70 times again, Games, they're going to lose to some teams they shouldn't lose. That's who he's been. It's who he's always been. So that's what you get. So if people are expecting something different from him, then maybe they don't know and they don't have their expectations in line.
1: Strong opinions from Blake Levine. He's the sports director with WJTV News Channel 12 here in Jackson, Mississippi. I want to shift to Oxford because that's where you guys will be Saturday. Huge game. Obviously, a huge game. And, and the teams, oh, miss. I mean, this is a team that you look at how they've been under Lane Kiffin his first two seasons uh, coming into this year. You know, they're pretty balanced on offense this year. They lead the SEC in rushing. They've got two guys uh, in Judkins and Evans. Uh, They're in the top five individuals in terms of rushing yards in the SEC. Uh, This is going to be an interesting game. Everyone I've talked to, they expect it to come down to the wire as it did a couple of years ago in Lexington. How do you see this game playing out Saturday?
6: Well, I think Ole Miss is favored by about six points. It started out about four points. So I I think Ole Miss... I, I don't want to say should, but they could win the game. They, they are favored to win the game. Uh, I was happy that Lane Kiffin finally named a starting quarterback. I feel like it was a little dragged out a little too long, especially because he said he was going to pick one and roll with it. Uh, and that that was not the case for the first few weeks. Expect Dart to play a little bit better now that he's actually the, the starter. I gotta think that's a tough place for a guy to be he just transferred in. The local kid's right there. They pick him. The pressure that's on him. The team went to the Sugar Bowl last year. I think it was good that he finally named him the starter because in a game like this, you got to have the faith. And I hope, no matter how Dart plays, that he plays all four quarters. I, I, I would hate for him to be pulled because he struggled in the first half because I, I think that would put Ole Miss back a few steps. And I think they got to just roll with Dart if they're going to choose him. I'm not sure if that's the right choice or not, and I really don't know because I'm not at practice every day. But whoever you choose, just roll with them. And I, and I think that Ole Miss does win this game. I think it's going to be close. Kentucky's a great team. I think Stoops is one of the most underrated coaches in America. Uh, so, I just, I just hope that Ole Miss sticks with their guy and just lets it roll.
1: That's a really good point, and I don't know that that's a point that has been made as 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 much or or as well as you just made it. You know, hey, if you're going to pick this guy, roll with him all four quarters, particularly in a game uh, with a top 10 team, roll with it no matter what. You know, that, to borrow phrase, ride or die, that's your ride or die no matter what. So, hey, before I let you get out of here, you guys, man, y'all do a really good job with high school football here in the state as well. Your game of the week, I'm going to let you announce it, two really good teams here in Mississippi, teams that if you're not from the Magnolia State, you're going to recognize these programs because they typically go out of state to, to play their first three or four games of the year. So you guys have a really good one this week for your game of the week.
6: Yeah, we're going to do Madison Ridgeland Academy and Jackson Prep. And MRA uh, is Madison Ridgeland Academy. And they've uh, been the gold standard of MEIS football the last three to four years. And they've, they've, they've played teams out of state. They've competed. They've been nationally ranked. They're very impressive. But ultimately, anyone that's from Mississippi, and Jason, you know this, Jackson Prep, if you just take their whole history, is the best MEIS football team historically. They've had three coaches in the last three years. You know, Ricky Black finally left. The guy last year did, didn't did seem to get along with people uh, consistently enough. So he was let go. And they have a new coach in, Coach Goodwin, who I think's absolutely been fantastic. They're 6-0. And for the first time, in about four years, if you asked anyone, they would say Jackson Prep's got a shot in this game. Because in the past years, I don't think anyone really thought they had a shot in this game. And they were blown out a few times. So this is the first year in a while where people are like, well, I mean, Jackson Prep might win and I, I might pick him to win. So I think it's a great game of the week for us. And I think it's a great game of the week for the MEIS uh, to have another team in 6A be competitive. Because it's never good when we have leagues and one team dominates it for three years straight and there's nobody competitive. We want competition.
1: Yeah, you got plenty of competition this weekend in college football, particularly the SEC and, of course, high school football here in Mississippi. So you've got a busy weekend. So you'll have your coverage from MRA, Jackson Prep this Friday night. Then you'll have the OT coming up Friday night. Then you guys travel to Oxford Saturday. And what time are you coming on again, 9 o'clock?
6: Yeah, 9 a.m. to 10.30, so uh, two hours before the game, and then we go until 30 minutes before kickoff.
1: All right, where can people find you Saturday if they want to watch sports on Saturday?
6: Uh, WJTV, locally in Jackson, Mississippi, WHLT in Hattiesburg, the Pine Belt area, and then if you're in the Memphis viewing area, you can watch on WRED, so three different locations.
1: And then you got sports on Sunday coming up Sunday.
6: Jason, <laughs> You can't forget about Sanderson Farms. We're, we, we've sold a product about that, so we're doing some Sanderson Farms uh, coverage this weekend as well.
1: Man, you guys are just spread out everywhere this weekend. How are you gonna? How are you gonna pull this I all? Mean, that's a lot of places to be.
6: That's 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 why that's why we get paid the big bucks, but we don't. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: Man, I always enjoy catching up with you. I, mean, I know I'm going to see you on the sideline somewhere soon. We always, uh, we always have great conversations on the sidelines. Some that can't make the airwaves. We'll just leave that there. So yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, have, you, have you have you changed your Nebraska uh, license plate back? After our trip to Omaha for for, for the whole year.
1: I'm telling you, man, look, it was so it was so much fun to see everybody up there. And and every day it was just a different roller coaster ride. It felt like and people don't understand how much of a grind it is to go up there and stay the duration uh, of that tournament. Uh, they do such a good job of it but and, and with that tournament, but it's a grind. I don't think people understand how much of a grind it is.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. And, Jason, thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, always good to catch up with you. He's Blake Levine. Follow him on WJTV News Channel 12. I mean, they, they've got you covered everywhere this coming weekend. Always appreciate Blake and his time. We'll take a break. Come back with more Just Saying on the Spirit Media Network.
0: The Spirit Media Network is providing coverage of sports, faith, and entertainment like no one else in Mississippi and the Deep South. No other media outlet touches all the bases as we do, from the Friday night lights to rubbing shoulders with the biggest names in college athletics. Be sure to follow us on our multiple platforms including Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube channel, and by downloading our Roku slash smart TV channel, Spirit Live. Check out our website at spiritmedianet.com for upcoming projects and broadcasts and stay up to date with what's happening on the Spirit Media Network, where we're changing the game.
1: Continue here with just saying on the Spirit Media Network. Glad that you are joining us wherever you're listening. We appreciate it. The uh, podcast, gosh, I mean, all the different places that we are now. I could have never envisioned all the places we're gonna be listening. Amazon music in the podcast section. No, I'm not gonna be playing drums or singing, so don't, don't look for me in that particular section of Amazon Music. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. We're pretty much on every platform imaginable. And, you know, part of that is when you are self-employed on your own business, you know, you're kind of responsible for how can we maximize and get out to as many platforms as possible. Our next guest on the KDMC guest line you know, it's one reason I think that he and I connect as well as we do. He's John Ross Myers. He's the executive editor of the Mississippi Sports Network, owner of the Myers Group, LLC. He joins us now on the KDMC guest line. Being a small business owner, they told you it was going to be fun, right? It was going to be easy peasy. Isn't that yeah. what they told you? Hey, uh,
7: they maybe misrepresented some of this in
1: business
7: school. I do a little bit of... Everything today. I've been running a video camera and setting up audio equipment. We had an internet issue. I had to track down to figure out what was going on with that. So just a little bit of everything, which I know you're familiar with, with how that goes with a little bit of everything.
1: And one of the little bit of everything, you know, descriptions, I guess, is you guys just purchased uh, a television station there in North Mississippi, and uh, now you're broadcasting high school football. And uh, we've got an announcement to make about about the new TV station you guys acquired. So uh, you're making moves left and right. Tell us about the new TV station and what all you guys are doing.
7: Yeah, so RCTV19, it's been headquartered in Ripley, Mississippi, it's um, been a been here since what was just 20 24 years this year. It's been a station. They've done they've actually done high school football for most of that time on a tape delay, you know, where they would just go record the game, have some broadcasters, bring it back to the station, play it, say that Saturday, and so that's how they had always done it. But so we acquired the station. Um, well, really, about was June first. It was. Like June 1st. It was Towards the end of May, but just we'll say June first. And so this high school football season has been the first sports season for us, and we decided to change it over to a live broadcast. And it's it's been going great, man. We've done a we we we've done a, a game of the week every week, kind of in our coverage area here here in North Mississippi Tippa County. We we were in the Booneville for a game at Northeast Mississippi Community College last week and we were at Biggersville in Alcorn County the week before that so just in our little our little neck of the woods we we, we kind of pick a game of the week and we go and go and broadcast it and so yeah it's been going uh it, it's an interesting deal with the tv station it's it's just a whole different ball game from the type of the type of media that I've previously done which you kind of mentioned the website com, and then you know we've got we've had uh some, some other websites and, and things of that nature. But as far as just live broadcast, this is our first foray into that. So it, it's been a it's, there's been a learning curve with it for sure.
1: Now, we do have an announcement to make, and I guess this is, yeah. we can let the cat out of the bag, right? This is the yeah. first public announcement we have made. So RCTV19 is one of the newest Audible's affiliates for the show, Audible's with yours truly. And you guys Basically, until we get to season four, uh, you're going to take seasons one through three, and we're going to start airing those here in the next week or so. Uh, two episodes a week, I think, is what we were we were talking about. So we're we're excited about the partnership with you guys, and hope everybody up there enjoys the content. So we're we're excited to welcome you guys at RCTV19 uh, onto the Audibles roster, so to speak. Yes,
7: we're very excited to 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 get that content out to our our viewers um you know you you guys do a great job and get a lot of very high quality guests and so we're we're very excited to just kind of bring that and and especially because we're leaning heavily into sports programming like we do a sports talk show once per week and we do like i said the game of the week And, and and so with our sports programming that we've already gotten committed to and have done, this, this will just flow really well in, into that, I believe with, with what we do. So, so yes, we're very excited to get partnered up with you guys, which of course we've, we've talked on and off for a year or two mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah. Time kind of flips, flips away a little, but, but so we finally got everything uh, hammered out to, to bring this to our viewers. So So anyway, we're just very excited. Um, about in the next week or so, we're going to have it have it have it on our have it on our station out put out. So so it's going to be a good it's going to be a good deal for both of us. I can just foresee.
1: No, without a doubt, he's John Ross Myers, executive editor of the Mississippi Sports Network, and owner of the Myers Group LLC. So before TV became a possibility or even a, a thought, uh, you guys have been. Really just killing it with websites, Facebook pages. I mean, one of your Facebook pages has, like, what, close to 200,000 likes? Just went
7: over, we just went over 200,000, which was our goal for 2022. But, yes, we've been uh, doing – well, I've been writing sports since 2002. Um, I started writing for the Daily Mississippian, the, the student paper there at Ole Miss, and then I was a sports editor for a newspaper in Marion, Arkansas, and I launched my first – actual website covering sports, um, which was northmsports.com, way back in the day in 2008. So we were kind of a little ahead of our time, but our latest iteration of sports media, we started in 2013 with Tippecanoe County Sports, which is where I am from. Ripley, Mississippi is in, in Tippa County. And so uh, and we just kind of grew it from there. But But yeah, our single, we've got our single largest page just went over two hundred thousand followers. We're at two thousand two hundred thousand one hundred, some odd um, Facebook followers. Of course, we do the Twitter and TikTok, and I guess you kind as of, you know this. We talked about as a being a business owner, you got to constantly be adapting and changing to the to the times to you know bring new fresh content. So so we kind of you know YouTube and just the whole. The whole thing we just we try to go where the people are and bring them content there so that's why we're we're really excited about getting partnered up with you guys and 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 bringing audibles maybe to a slightly different market up up this way than, than what you've done before so anyway we just in the sports media game we've been we've been doing it a while but but this is our first foray really into this type of media.
1: Yeah, and, and I think what you guys are doing with the game of the week—you know—we've talked about that, and and that is, you can really look at that as a service for the area because there's a lot of people that, you know, they're, they're shut in, they can't get out, depending on the situation. There's or there's people that maybe they can't get out because their their kid is sick or they're sick or yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. They're, they're exhausted. Whatever the case is, and they can just flip it on. And turn you guys on, and and watch games from the area right there. And you guys are going to continue to expand this thing as well. And I think it's a service that you guys provide to the folks there in your area. What's been the feedback so far since you oh, man, purchased been, the TV station?
7: It's been really tremendous. We uh, so we're starting to. So when I bought the station, they didn't have they didn't have a Facebook page, They didn't have a website. You know, nothing really linking them to the current times. So we've, we've launched all that a Twitter account and, you know, so we've, we've gotten great feedback. So we, um, August 26th was our first game. That was when football season, you know, kicked off this year. So we've been right at a month and we've had a million minutes. What of our, uh, game broadcast. There's been a million. We tracked kind of our, through our software that we, we, we live, live stream it all with. We've had it's been a million aggregate minutes watched of our games, which is, I mean, that's really far exceeded our expectations for the amount of, just the amount of uh, support that we've gotten. And I do think kind of like you said, it's a, that's well, a bit of a service, especially in, I guess, today's day and age where people have got 70 inch, like we, we were at a game, it was raining. And if somebody's got a 70 inch TV at home with surround sound, and they know they can just flip over and and watch the game at home. Of course, and we we tell people every week like, if you can come out to the game and support the local team, get out. If you can't do that for whatever reason, tune over to us. You know, follow along with the action. And we got we got a great camera crew, and we've got a really two really great broadcasters. One's Owen Peyton Taylor, OPT. He is. He is a future superstar in. Well, he's already a superstar. He's been doing it for forever. He, he uh he's worked for me writing for a long time. And he he did broadcast for Northeast Mississippi Community College with Blake Long and the team over there. And so he uh he's really good. He's he, he just graduated from Ole Miss with a degree in sports. Media broadcasting, I think is I'm not exactly sure what the term is, but something along the lines of sports media broadcasting. So we're we're very we're just very excited as we grow to maybe some different areas because because we we do stream this via our social channels and it's on our television station. So we we have some room to grow because we we've got a little bit of a statewide audience with social media and our website and those kind of things. So so yes, we're we're very excited about maybe the the prospects of growing outside our current confines of where the TV station kind of goes to here.
1: You guys are continuing to grow and we're excited about the partnership with RCTV19. So before I let you get out of here, give out where people can find you. Of course, let's start with RCTV 19. Uh, if they want to find you on, on the web or, or wherever, yes, of course they, they know in that area where to find you on TV, but you've got so many different Facebook pages too. Where can folks find your content?
7: Yeah. So I, I get, if you'll just go to Facebook and look up Mississippi sports, or if you'll actually just Google Mississippi sports, typically where the, But it's sportsmississippi.com for the statewide audience. But if you want to look up RCTV directly, you can just go to rctv19.com. That's rctv19.com. But all our games are also simultaneously broadcast on our YouTube channel, which is Mississippi Sports Group. So if you're listening out there and you want to check us out on YouTube, you can just go to Mississippi Sports Group or sportsmississippi.com, and you'll be able to find – pretty much all of our sports content there. And depending on what part of the state you're in, I mean, so like we, we run desotocountynews.com and Bob Bakken runs that for us up there. He He's really good. He does Desoto County News and Desoto County Sports. Um, so anyway, just depending on where you're at, most likely uh, you can find us covering stuff in your area. I mean, we, we've we got a pretty large group of contributors that help out throughout the state. So anyway, I I, uh, I like I said, just, to to kind of wrap things up. Super, super excited about the partnership with you, Jason. I appreciate you getting everything together and helping us, and I look forward to really growing on our partnership. From
1: here. Absolutely. He, he's John Ross Myers. You just heard where you can find him. Look, they're making moves there with the Mississippi Sports Network. He's the executive editor there. And like you said, just get on Facebook, get on the web, check it out. And they do a great job. And we're so pleased to, to be partnering with them and RCTV 19 in North Mississippi. So thanks to John for joining us on the KDMC Guest Line. We will take a break. Come back with more in a moment here on The Spirit media network
4: hey sports fans this football season mdot wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely so before you hit the road to watch your favorite team be sure to download the mdot traffic app the MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at MississippiDOT on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Big show. Awesome show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Great interviews and uh, great guests today. We appreciate them joining us by way of the KDMC guest line. Always a good job from those folks. Always like hanging out and catching up with them. Again, college football heavy today. Appreciate you listening to me go on about my dog in the bed earlier. That's just, whew, wasn't ready for that. So, we always need words of encouragement. So, before we get out of here today... Our word of the day comes from Matthew 7, verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Our word of the day. A lot of truth in that. What are you building your foundation on? What is your foundation in life for your personal life, professional life? What is your foundation? Where's your hope? Where do you run to when things get crazy? When things get overwhelming, where do you run to? What are you building your house on? The house is your life. What are you building your life on? What is the foundation? Because you know there's going to be moments in life where the winds of life, the storms of life, it's, it's going to get rocky. And it's going to toss you from side to side. And that's just part of life. It's going to get messy. It's going to get overwhelming. It's going to be troubling at times especially the world that we live in nowadays. So what are you basing your foundation on? What are you building your house on? What is that foundation? You got to ask yourself that question. So hopefully you're building it on a foundation of faith. That's certainly what we believe in here at the Spirit Media Network. We don't shy away from that. We build our foundation on faith in Christ. Our foundation is firmly built on faith in Him. We don't get to do what we do without them. It's that simple. You know, even if we weren't attaching it to not being able to do what we do professionally, there's days you can't get out of bed. Seriously. I mean, we've all been there. There's days you don't feel like getting out of bed unless you've got something to hang on to, an anchor point, a foundation, and everyone needs that. And for us, our foundation is Jesus Christ. It's that simple. So I hope you've got... Some encouragement from that. Hope you've enjoyed the show and appreciate you guys for uh, listening. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spirit Media Network. Check out our show, Audibles, with yours truly. We encourage you to do that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to this podcast. And uh, like our Facebook page as well. We've got two Facebook pages, Spirit Media Network. And audibles with JS standing for audibles with Jason Scorbro. You hear Sam in the background with the with the ball. Yeah, he's ready to go throw it. So time for me to go uh, do doggy duty. That didn't sound right either. Time for me to go do doggy duty. That's kind of weird. So uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Have a great weekend, a safe weekend. Continued prayers for the folks in Florida, everyone in the path of this storm as it continues to make its path inland. So we'll see you next time, folks. Have a great weekend. Be safe. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Just Saying right here on the Spirit Media Network.
0: Thanks for listening to Just Saying with Jason Scarborough, produced and recorded by the Spirit Media Network. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, or the TuneIn Radio app. We'll see you next time for more thought-provoking commentary right here on Just Sayin' with Jason Scarborough.